Theology Thursday. Here we go. Nick, what's up? Hey, brother. Good. How you doing? Good, good, good. All right. So we're going to do some Theology Thursday. And uh, you've, you've nearly finished preaching through the Book of Romans. Yep. It's taken six years, and probably I think it'll be around 213, 215 sermons by the end of it. That is insane. What is uh, how many? How many did like Lloyd Jones have? Well, Lloyd Jones didn't finish the Book of Romans, didn't but he? more than that. Yeah. Ah. ah, crazy. How many did Piper have? Piper had more than me. Did he? So yeah, he did it for eight years with breaks. I've also done it with breaks, but. Uh, yeah, he went longer. Wow, man, that's crazy. Yeah, I think I, uh, I think I cheated on chapter four. So, <laughs> okay, I sort of boiled it down to to very few sermons. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that kind of leads me into into <laughs> one of my questions. Like, now that you've done it, what would you do differently? Because uh, it is really. like the book, right? It's yeah. Like, so some some of the people in my church are like, Nick, what are we going to do? Can we just start again? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you can so do that too. I mean, it's a whole new congregation at some level. Yeah, yeah. What, what would I do differently? Um, well, I, I would, don't know if I'd do anything differently. I think I would take the opportunity. If I could do it again, I would just take the opportunity to explore the other routes that I didn't take. They were just because okay. you know there are so many doors that you don't go through because you just you know you can't indulge every theological conversation that you like. Right. You just try and stick to, you know, as much information that you can handle just to get a sermon out by Sunday. Uh-huh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's so true. I mean, and so you did find that it was, um, I mean, if you had to, I mean, obviously in an ideal world, or we've got eternity for this sort of thing, but, you know, you can, you could go back and you could re-preach it and not feel like you've exhausted it at all? Ah, uh, yes. I mean, I, I, I suspect I may have just finely tune some of my beliefs, you know, like right. uh, on general revelation and yeah, uh, other little things like that. So yeah, mm. I think it's good. Yeah, totally. So, okay, look, it, uh, you know, in terms of Romans, I mean, we're dealing with exe- exegetical theology par excellence there. And we're, we're really, that's great stuff to be thinking about. But in terms of Romans being like the systematic theology kind of presentation of the Bible. Um, yeah. I mean, what are your thoughts now on, you know, how Romans supports theology and systematic theology in particular? Uh, you know, what do you, what do you think about, because um, a lot of people will go against systematic theology and they'll say it has no basis in the Bible. And, you know, usually our comeback is uh, Romans. What do you think about that now? You know, like having gone through it, is oh, it still man. the case? Without a doubt. And look, really? when we say systematic theology, I mean, and when we're talking about Romans, we're talking about Paul the Apostle as a systematic theologian. Right, good point. Because, yeah. uh, you know, what we, what we, and it's not just Romans, we would take all of Paul's letters. And yes. I think it was uh, Herman Rudabas who used the picture of an iceberg. You know, the letters of Paul is the tip of the iceberg that's sticking out the top of the ocean. But through his writings, you are able to piece together the underlying yes. structure, the other 90% that's hidden. Hmm. And so systematic theology is essentially following the trajectory of Paul's thought, mm. 
and pulling it all together into a, a system. And the reason a system is acceptable is because all of God's truth agrees with itself. We're not expecting to find contradictions so that we can't set up truths in a systematic way. Hmm. Um, so definitely. I mean, it's, um, it, it deals with it, it and it, it really does cover almost every doctrine. I'm hmm. trying to think of the doctrine I didn't preach on. Right, totally. Yeah, um, you know, he he preached on the doctrine of man. He preached yep. on the doctrine of creation. He preached on the doctrine of sin. Mm-hmm. Chapter eight um, is the, the chapter of the Holy Spirit. Chapter six is the chapter on sanctification. He preached on the two Adams in chapter five. He preached on assurance. He preached on the Ordo Salutis. Mm-hmm. He preached on God's providence. He mm-hmm. preached on God's plan for Israel. This eschatology. There's two kingdom stuff where it's we have to kingdoms. live in the world yep. but not of the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's There's two all ages, eschatology. Yeah, totally. It's yeah. Got everything. And ethics, you know, uh, weaker brother, stronger brother. Mm-hmm. And then there's even missions. Yeah. So it's yeah. all in there. Man, what a great book. So what, do you, what would you say now, having preached through it? Um, first, two, two-pronged question here. Firstly, the pastors, thinking about preaching uh, through it. You know, I haven't done it yet. Um, just, just some tips for them. Uh, this is me, by the way. One of the, we, we had a, a conversation prior to this where I'm kind of steering away because I'm finishing up on, on Genesis, and um, I was thinking about going Hebrews, but I think you're you're psyching me up to do Romans instead. Um, but okay, so speak to me or speak to anyone else. Okay, and then so you, I suppose here's you know some people say, well, should I do it like Lloyd Jones or should I do it like Stuart Elliott? Stuart Elliott was a guy who preached through the whole Bible in ten years. Right, totally. Yeah. Um, the question, my answer would be, preach it how you would preach it. You know, yeah, totally. <laughs> yeah, Nick preaches by looking at one verse or looking at one word and drilling down and pulling out and connecting with with the the overarching theology of the rest of the Bible. Yeah, uh, that's the way I think. It's the way I preach, and I have to be true to my my own way of thinking. So yeah. don't don't try copy anyone. Just know what you do and do it. Yeah, I've already done an overview on Romans. I have no intention of overviewing anything anymore. Yeah. <laughs> my, my overviews are over. Um, yeah. But yeah, no, totally. And okay, so and then you get the, the the second sort of prong there in terms of Christians who read Romans and it's like their least favorite book um, because it's just like oh, Paul's all on the doctrine stuff. And what do you, what do you say to them? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I think it needs to be demystified. Um, mm-hmm. It is called the Mount Everest, and so sometimes people just give up before they start. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I suppose what I've encouraged my congregation to do is, you know, in every field of study, you know, if you're a mechanic or you're an engineer or you're an electrician, you go to work and there are technical terms that you use that relate to your 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 employment. Mm-hmm. And as Christians, we think we've got to leave our brains at the door. Mm-hmm. And that's not the case. Mm-hmm. We should become familiar with words like justification, mm-hmm. propitiation, general revelation, mm-hmm. federal headship, election. You know, these are the these these are some of the, the, the big issues that are yeah. in Romans. And I think just just having that attitude that recognizes that you know we should be learning these things. Mm-hmm. Our salvation and our eternity are wrapped up in the things that these what these things mean. Mm-hmm. Um, and get them excited about it. From, that's what I attempted to do, hmm. to get them excited about it from that point of view. Totally. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. It's just a treatise against anti-intellectualism in the in the Christian faith. It really is. It's just, you know, it's in the Bible. There it is. You can't... Amen. It's, it's, I mean, Paul, I mean, I, what, one of the things I did is I committed to reading through Lloyd-Jones. Right. Uh, and what I did is I took him from chapter 1 to chapter 11, and I read every sermon he preached. 
Right. And that was that was that was a burden on me, <laughs> and I I don't regret it. I regret okay. it at the time while I was doing it, thinking, why did I choose to do this? <laughs> yeah. But uh, looking back, I'm thinking, man. But one of the things that he just said over and over again is, Paul was was a complete genius. Mm. And when you actually see the caliber of the man that the Lord chose to write those letters through, mm. and the uh, just the intense depth, mm. I don't. Know, it's. Uh, if, if you feel like your Christianity is a little dry, <laughs> read Romans. Amen. Get to the, but get to the depths. Don't just wade through right. it without understanding it. Totally. Force yourself to do the hard work, to grapple with the concepts, to get the meat out of it, mm. and mm. you will be revived. You can't not. Yeah, great. All right, two more questions. Uh, number yeah. one, um, if you were to recommend a commentary, let's say someone was to hear this podcast right now and go, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm picking up Romans. I'm reading it. Let's go. Yeah. What one commentary would you recommend for them? Okay. So for the layman? Yep. John Stott. John Stott. Nice. Yeah. Right. Did not see that coming. Good. Yes. John Stott. Right. He and for is, the preacher, you would say uh, Douglas Moo, right? For the preacher, it's very hard. Yeah, I've right. He back. actually just need a lot for, for, for the yeah. preacher. But, <laughs> but, like, yeah, let's, let's keep it the layman. John Stott. Yeah. John Why Stott. is he the clear winner? Okay, so the new perspective on Paul is a big deal, mm-hmm. and he's up to speed, and wow. he is insightful. He wow. just sees straight through it, and his, his analysis is penetrating. Hmm. And, and dude, the guy, he is the master preacher, and the way he divides a text, it's like, why didn't I see that? Yes. He, he just simplifies the text in a way you cannot believe. He gives you such a handle on the text. You feel so confident that you understand the text Wow! Uh, through someone like Stott. Oh, so incredible. And look, he's, he's a Calvinist. Yeah. Uh, he's good on Romans 9. He's good on Romans 8. He's good on Romans 5. He's good on Romans 7. You know, it's in all the key areas that we would have major concerns, hmm. he, he falls on the right side. Oh, great. Cool. So he's annihilationism and it doesn't come in at all. No, no. Okay. So he has he has uh, issues. He's uh, he would be more he, a soft complementarian, if you want to call it that. Yeah, he would yeah. so annihilation. He's an Anglican, so his ecclesiology is up the pole. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and and um, you know there are a couple of other things, but yeah, but none of those come through. Oh, great, cool. That's a good recommendation. Nice one. Um, all right. So then, final thing. Um, what do you um, in terms of like? Having preached through it now, are you done? You, you got a few more left, right? There are three or four left. Yeah, yeah. right. So you're basically done. And um, you know, what, what are the things that you feel like quite uncomfortable with in terms of where it took you? Like doctrines that you haven't, you know, you, you I don't know, maybe this is a, a bad one to end off with. But, but in terms of, um, you know, places that you feel you need to go back and you need to find out more about that. Um, because it took you to a place of kind of discomfort. Is there anything like that in Romans for you? Um, I think there were places I feared to go. One, one of them was Romans 11 on the issue of Israel and the Jews. Right. And that wasn't so much because um, I didn't understand it as much as I would have liked to. Um, I did I did fear to differ with, with men who I esteemed to be cleverer than myself. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I was fearful to, but I, but I had solid convictions there, and I believe they're justified. So I preached what I preached. Mm-hmm. Um, and I suppose I was I was fearful of, of, of how, in a New Zealand context, that would go down. Okay. But um, I, I really tried to prepare the church to, to be open to what the scriptures were saying. Yeah. Personally, the greatest challenge for me was Romans 6. Right. 
that's just because, you know, you, you get justification in order pretty quickly when you become reformed. Mm-hmm. And the last thing that sort of falls into place is sanctification. Mm. And so there was a lot of renovation going on in my understanding and loved every minute of it. Mm-hmm. Um, just just loved the whole thing. Mm. Um, <clears throat> yeah, so those, those were really good. I think the main challenge would be Romans 15 and Paul's missionary heart and I'm not there. Wow. You know, you, you, you can get excited about justification, you can get excited about sanctification, you yeah, can get excited all, about yeah. but then you just you just you just see this man who is so passionate about taking the gospel to places that have never heard and you're thinking, Oh, I'm just not there. I'm not feeling it. Yeah. So, I mean if there's anything that's gonna be challenging, it's that. Yeah. Totally. The, the so, ultimate... I mean I, I, I had preached through Romans twice before on, on a Bible study level, so there were no surprises. Right, right. So you had that survey down as well. Yeah. Um, doctrine and doxology, right? That's the whole thing for Paul. I mean, he That's is it. just the ultimate doxology. They, they, well, <laughs> did they did they um, write a book about Kelvin with that title? I think it was Doctrine and Doxology or something like that. And um, whenever I remember, whenever I looked at that um, that book, I, I remember thinking, you know what? Paul is the ultimate guy there. I mean, talk about working yourself up into an intellectual frenzy to burst into praise. It's just, oh, you yes. know, it's amazing From how he does that. From him and through him and to him are all things. God be the glory forever. Amen. He can't stop himself. Just flowing with this eloquence. and Yeah, it's, it's amazing. It's the best of theology right there. Yeah. So, yeah. Amen. Hey, well, well done for getting through it, man. Huh. Uh, well, well done to my church for sitting through it. <laughs> well done to your church for sitting through it. That's impressive stuff. Oh, <laughs> uh, man. Yeah, well, anyway, it's good. Yeah, I do think, you know, it's such a big thing for a preacher. I mean, like, only a preacher will know <laughs> and appreciate, yeah. like, how big it is. It's like, a, it's so much of your consciousness and life just yeah. having been poured into that, you know. And, yeah, man, it needs to be celebrated when you get through it. It's a big deal. It's a yeah. big deal. Amen. But, uh, amen. So, hey, hopefully, um, I've, what's awesome about this, if I got, I got all your sermons to plagiarize. And so, look yeah, out, Grace Nick. You're going to get some Nick Cleveley, the spirit of Cleveley throwing, flowing through yeah. Mike Beck. <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Yeah, we're all, we're all standing on the shoulders of others. Totally. I'm we're standing on your shoulders. We're just repeating all the good stuff everyone else has already said. Totally. Yeah, well, geez, my, my uh, Genesis sermon series has basically been like, Klein. <laughs> <laughs> one one word, Klein. Oh uh, boy. Anyways, although that said, you know, Selhammer. Wow, dude, that guy is amazing. Never, never John heard Walton. Walton, I've heard of yeah. Yeah, Walton. I mean, dude, that guy's truly tr- more for general overview stuff rather than the actual text, but still um, amazing. And uh, yeah, you've had some real goodies. I mean, wow, uh, Venom and uh, Waltke, Bruce Waltke. Oh, Waltke. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, no, impressive, all of them. And uh, thank God for commentators and and guys and scholars that have just devoted their lives to this stuff. I mean, it just it it, it uh, definitely you feel that you feel that that must be God's plan. You know, at that point, the preacher can't can't he can rope it together and uh, bring it to the people. But my goodness, those guys that have de- dedicated their entire lives to like one book, you know, um, at, at the deepest possible level. Praise God for them. Amen. Amen. All right, man. So that is uh, Thursday Theology. And uh, there we go. Pauline, Romans, everything beautiful. Um, Mm. Hope you guys uh, enjoy. And we'll see you on Friday. Mm.